You're listening to Portrait Session on the Improved Photography Network. And now your host, who works with AIDS orphans in Southern Africa, Erica Kaufman. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Portrait Session here on the Improved Photography Podcast. I am Erica Kay, and today I'm joined by Connor, and we're here to celebrate our 100th episode. Yeah, pretty exciting mile marker and exciting new changes happening. Lots of changes happening at Improved Photography, and and one of those changes I'm sure that you guys have all heard is that we no longer have Nick Page, we no longer have Papa Bear here with us on Portrait Session or just Improved Photography at all. So I think we should take a little moment of silence. Yeah. Nick. Maybe maybe tip one back for, for Papa Bear. Yeah. Nick, we love you and wish you all the best in your adventures and things that you're planning on doing. Um, from the sounds of it, he has a lot of things in the work and just really needed to take the time to focus on creating content that was specifically what he wanted. Um, so, you know, we wish him the best and hope that all of you guys that love him can still connect with him out there in the world. Yeah, he's doing, you know, he's still doing his training videos on his own YouTube channel. He's doing his own landscape photography podcast, and he's actually still going to be working with us on some workshops and such. For example, he and I are putting together a a portrait slash landscape photography workshop for 2018, and we're currently working on that. So um, there's still going to be opportunities for you guys to follow him and learn from him. So he's not completely gone. He's just no longer going to be here at Improved Photography with us like he has been in the past. Yeah. All right. Well, moving on to what we're talking about today, we're actually going to be talking about posing women. And this is something that I wanted to talk about on the podcast because it's been a while since we've really kind of dived pretty deep into this topic on the podcast. I've talked a lot about it, um, like at the Improved Photography Retreat. I did several classes on it. And I actually have a new posing video out on Improved Photography Plus that's specifically about posing women. Um, it's kind of an intro video to the, the basic elements of posing women. It's it's received some really great, great feedback. People have said it's been really useful. But I wanted to talk to you know the masses about it today because not everybody's on Improved Photography Plus and not everybody was able to go to the, the retreat. Um, so I wanted to share some of these ideas with, with everybody so that you all can get some more information about posing women. Yeah, um, all, all of this is definitely important information that... Um, well, you can see video of how it's done on Improved Photography Plus, which, I mean, Erica, mm-hmm. I watched it finally the other day, and wow, it oh, really good. is great. Um, well, thank you. But but we don't want to make it something that is impossible for people to hear about or learn about to be able to practice with, and that's why we're right. having this episode. Yeah. 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 So what we're going to talk about today is is those basic elements of posing women. So... We're going to look at kind of different parts of the body and the best way to position different parts of the body so that you can you can think about these aspects as you're developing your own more dynamic and more creative poses. So so what we're talking about is not like here is one single pose that you should do every time you photograph a woman, but more of here are all the things you should consider when you're photographing a woman so that you can then incorporate them into more creative and interesting poses. Yeah, and th- and this is an episode that I'm kind of excited about because between watching your video and actually getting to talk with you, um, I'm learning a lot about posing. I I would say that (laughs) in my experience, I'm not 
terrible with posing people. Um, but mm-hmm. in general, I, I tend to be more in the, the realm of I tell somebody to do something, take a few photos and realize like, ah, this isn't working quite so well. <laughs> yeah. And then just adjusting where it, having a go-to plan to think your way through a pose before um, telling a person to get into something that just totally doesn't work and then making things mm-hmm. feel uncomfortable to adjust. Um, it, it, it's a problem working that way. So I'm, I'm excited to learn here. So Hey, everybody, I'm going to play the dumb guy that asks questions for you <laughs> because otherwise, um, yeah, I, I think that, yeah, that's my thought. Okay. Well, so the, the, the very first thing you want to focus on when you're, when you're photographing women is kind of the natural curves of the body. So most women want to be fo- photographed kind of in a feminine way. They want to highlight the, the curves in their body and things like that. So When you're working with women, for the most part, there are exceptions to this, but when you're working with women, you want to pose them in a way that's going to really highlight those natural curves. So things like the curve in their waist and the curves of their hips and, you know, the curves of their arms and things like that. You want to really highlight that because in general, posing somebody in a more like stiff and blocky way is seen as more masculine, right? Yeah. So doing the opposite for women is usually a more flattering pose. Now there are some women, for example, if you're photographing a really athletic woman, the the more boxy and blocky poses are probably going to to um, be more flattering for her. Yeah. But when we're just looking at women in general overall, you want to focus on those curves. Um <clears throat> so different parts of the body can be manipulated and and positioned differently to really highlight those curves. So, so what I like to, Oh, go ahead. Sorry, just to ask a question. So when we're talking about accentuating the curves, um, are we actually specifically trying to make them look curvier than they are? Or is this more just a, just draw attention to the areas in which they are naturally curvy as is? Or is it maybe Maybe both? Both, okay. Yeah, maybe both. Because it's going to depend on the person. If you have a woman who is really naturally curvy, you know, she's just standing straight and you can see curves everywhere. Yeah. You might not really have to do as much to accentuate those curves. But if you have somebody who, you know, is, is more, has more of a square shape and doesn't have a lot of hips or, you know, just is more f- flat along the sides of her body, you're going to yeah. have to do more posing and more um, really like popping and things like that <laughs> to really bring out those curves. So it's a little bit of both and it's dependent on the woman. But if you just keep in the back of your mind that you want to focus on those curves, you'll be able to to look at a woman's body and know how much you're going to have to do to really bring out those curves. Okay, and and are there particular areas that we should be thinking of when thinking of curves? I I wouldn't imagine that you're trying to accentuate the curves of like the deltoids or something like that on the arm. Are we I talking don't even just know more? What that is. It, it, it's your <laughs> shoulder muscle. Oh, okay. Uh, like I, I'm assuming we're talking more about like trying to accentuate an hourglass type shape, or is is, is yes. that what you're talking about? The more feminine curves okay. of the body. So essentially, anything that bends. Yeah. Or can kind of like get a little bit of a curvy shape is what you want to do. So what I do typically is start from the bottom up when I'm when I'm working on just kind of that's when I'm trying to analyze what parts of the body I want to bend and curve and that kind of stuff. I start with the bottom up. And when I teach this and when I tell people about this, I, I essentially teach them a really basic pose that 
that incorporates curving almost every single part of the body so that you can see what the bot what all of those parts of the body look like when they're all bent and curved so i'm going to teach it this way and it's going to end up in a very basic curvy pose okay and this pose is good to use you know like once or twice but it's not a pose that you're going to want to use for every single shot whole session yeah. yeah so this is just like the very basic pose that you can use to to bend and curve every single part of the body um so again starting from the bottom up so starting with your your feet and working our way up to the top of the body. So the first thing that I do before I even position any of the body parts is I get them angled because when you're photographing a woman, you typically want to, to photograph them at an angle yeah. instead of straight on because it's going to thin them out a little bit. They're going to take up less space in the photo as opposed to if their shoulders are square to you. So angling them one way or another is really important. And um, there's a huge debate about, you know, do you angle them toward the light? Do you angle them away from the light? And in my opinion, there's no right or wrong answer. It depends on the look that you're going for and probably the body type of the woman as well. Because as people know, um, light creates <laughs> softer, more flattering yeah. you know, features and, and shadows create more definition. So if you have somebody that maybe has a lot of wrinkles or has maybe cur um, like rolls and curves in their stomach and stuff, having a lot of shadows in there might not be as flattering. But if you have somebody who's really thin, maybe has like a six pack and some ripped abs or something, having those shadows in there are going to be good because you're going to be able to see that definition in the abs. Totally. More. I so feel like I understand. Yeah, I hope everybody understands that. Yeah. <laughs> We've talked about that a lot. Um, so yeah, angling one way or another away from you, either toward the light or away from the light. I typically go toward the light just for my my preference fair enough okay so angling one way or another and then again starting from the bottom up so we're going to start with our feet and what i typically do is i have them put all of their weight into their back hip into the the hip that's furthest away from me so their back foot is the foot that all their weight is on and then the front foot i just have them kind of um, turn it out slightly toward the camera a little bit and then have it pull have them pull it in close to the to their foot the foot that has all the weight on it so they just kind of have a little tiny bit of weight in the front foot but all of their weight pretty much all their weight is on the back foot so they could essentially just like lift their toe up off the ground yeah. with their front foot by doing that you're shifting all of the weight away from the camera back into the back which is good because as we know when things are closer to the camera, they look bigger, bigger, <laughs> everyone together now. Um, so by pushing the hips and pushing all the weight back away from the camera, it's going to minimize that area, which is good. People don't necessarily want to see all of the hip and thigh area. Um, so weight on the back foot, front foot has just a little bit of a pop close to the to the other foot but not a lot of weight on it and by doing a little bit of a pop there we're bending the knee slightly so again bend anything that can bend so if you have that front knee bent just slightly and again you want to make sure that that knee is bent toward the side or toward the angle and not toward the camera because if you have that knee bent toward the camera the camera's not going to really be able to perceive that bend or that curve there. If you have the knee bent toward the side, or toward the way that they're angling, you're going to be able to see that curvature in the knee from the camera. Now, I have a question here. Um, so, yes, so we're 
talking about shifting the weight to the back hip, but are when you're doing that, are you just wanting them to stand naturally on that back leg, the leg that's further away from the camera? Or are you trying to actually have them push that even further away to get it further away from the camera? Did that make it sense? De- yes, <laughs> I understood your question. Okay. It, and it, that's another one that really depends on your person. Okay. So if you have a woman who is naturally curvy and she puts her weight in the back hip and you can see a curve coming out of the back hip, then she doesn't really need to push anymore. If you have a really petite woman who doesn't have a lot of curves and when she puts her weight on that back hip, you can't really see any curvature in that hip, so, you'll want so her then to you push wanna... into it a little bit more. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, because that'll again that curve in that area is what we're going for. We don't need we don't want like a huge curve, but yeah. um, we want to see some curves there to make it feel a little more feminine. So pushing into it or not, you know, will depend on the body type of the woman. Totally. Okay, so that front knee is bent so that you can see the curve from the camera. Our weight is in the back hip. And we want the, the subject to kind of lean their upper body into the camera just a little bit. Again, what's closer to the camera is larger. What's further away from the camera is smaller. So if they lean their upper body into the camera, toward the camera a little bit, we're going to be accentuating the head and the face and the hair and, and creating the, the lower part of the body. Um, how do I say this? Making the lower part of the body look a little bit smaller because it's pushing away from the yeah. camera. So we've done the legs, we've done the hips, we have a little bit of a lean. Now we need to figure out the arms and the hands and that kind of stuff. And this seems to be what most people really struggle with when they're trying to get a natural pose or a natural look. I always have people ask me about what do I do with my arms? What do I do with my hands? Whether that's a model that I'm working with, a subject I'm working with, or other photographers that I'm teaching, it seems to be a really uh difficult thing to figure out a natural look for Um, yeah and my my answer is almost always remember those curves remember those bends and remember that they should be doing something you don't want them to just hang by their side so they need to be placed somewhere touching something they need to be given a purpose yeah so I like I like that giving it a purpose that's that makes sense like um I having hands placed somewhere like that's something that I always feel really awkward about because I'm just like what what feels natural what looks natural and I end up just saying like put your hands somewhere comfortable and then if I have to I'll adjust it but um one thing that I see that's a good point um people do a lot especially um younger girls that want to like get into modeling and things like that, they often will put their hand on their waist in a way that mm-hmm. really bends it back a lot. And then you get kind of this wrinkled skin by right where the hand meets the wrist, or I guess mm-hmm. where the wrist is. And, and that's something that I've always struggled with. Cause I think it looks nice for the pose where the hand is, but then the, the wrinkled skin looks weird and I get like <laughs> yeah. self-conscious about that. Um, is that something that you would recommend avoiding? Uh, just, I want to get your take on this. On the hand on the hip? Yeah, thing. hand on the hip, maybe a little bit higher than actual hip, like the, mm-hmm. the curvature of the waist area. Yeah, I typically don't do hands on the hip. I, f- I feel like it's a little too posy-posy. Yeah. Um, it doesn't feel like somebody would just be naturally standing there like that. Yeah. So I don't do that a lot. If I'm, 
I do it sometimes when I'm doing like really high fashion stuff and I want like a really dramatic pose and I want the model to take up like a lot of space. I'll do something like that. But for the most part, I avoid that because because of the natural, not natural look of it. And then also, like you said, it, it creates weird things, you know, in the wrist yeah. and the hand and the skin. <laughs> yeah, so I definitely avoid that. Instead, what I do is... Again, just with this very basic introductory pose, I have them just lightly rest their hands on kind of the the bend of their leg, like where their hip kind of meets their thigh. So the the way oh, that okay, they're standing, yeah. and this is so hard to do when you don't when you can't see it. Like this is a very visual <laughs> topic. Um, so if you can go watch that video on Improved Photography Plus, but if you can't, if you're just visualizing this person standing how we've been talking about already with the weight in the back hip and that front leg popped a little bit so that there's a little bit of bend in the knee, when they bend that front knee, that creates um, a little bit of a slope in the leg, a kind of a diagonal slope so that there is a bend even in the hip there. So yeah. that bend if you can just rest your hand really nicely in that bend and that allows you to, it, it pulls your hand up high enough so that there's a little bit of bend in your elbow even. And that pulls your, that does a few things. First, it eliminates the straight line in your, in your arm. Second, it gives you a place to put your hand. And third, that bend in your elbow, um, when pulled away from your body a little bit, really creates a nice shape in between your elbow and your waist area. And that's something you really want to highlight on a woman too. It makes the woman look thinner if you can see through that little crack between their arm and their body. Yeah. Because you can see the curve in the in the waist and the curve in the elbow. And it's really complimentary. It creates like a little diamond or triangle type shape. And it looks really nice on a pose. Um, so remember that bend in the elbow and pulling the arm away from the body a little bit so you can see that separation between the body and the arm. Yeah, that's that's something that I've been taught since or seen since I really started shooting with people is always try and get the arms away from the body because if they're sitting against the body, then it just makes it look thicker and wider. And especially mm -hmm. with women, you don't want that. So right. um, just just going back to this pose, trying to picture exactly where the hand is, it, it are you talking about putting the hands essentially where someone's pockets would be just like on the outside of their pockets yeah, or is it just okay, a cool. tiny bit lower than that? Yeah. Like kind of toward the bottom of the pocket. So not oh, like okay. where you would put your hand in, in the pocket, but like where it would rest if you had your hand fully into the pocket. But, but using the cue to tell somebody, Hey, put your hands on top of your pocket might be a good. Yeah. That would be great. Cool. Okay. Yep. The only thing you need to pay attention to there is sometimes when you tell people to place their hand somewhere, they end up placing it like, you know, like a salute hand. Like yeah. Ready to salute Very stiff. So, you, yeah, really stiff, really sharp. So you have to pay attention to that. You have to pay attention to their hands, whether you have them place it somewhere or you're having them doing something with your hands. You cannot forget to pay attention to the hands before you take the photo. Because yeah. I can't tell you how many photos I've seen that are just beautiful photos the pose is wonderful everything is great and then I see a claw hand and it like completely ruins the photo for me so pay attention to the hands make sure that they are soft they're delicate if you see somebody having a hard time getting like making their hands soft just have them take a second tell them to actually shake out their hands shake your hands out and they'll do you know a little funny wiggle thing with their hands and then immediately let set your hand back down after shaking it out and it it almost always when they they shake 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 set it down 
it'll be more natural. Always is really natural. Yeah. Why, um, why have I not seen that recommended other places? That seems like <laughs> such a great solution because that that's one curse that I always end up having, especially with somebody that's not like an experienced model is if I'm mm-hmm. trying to place their hands that always get stiff and I'm just like, okay, how do I get you to relax beyond just saying, okay, yeah. relax the hand a little bit more, please. So man, right. yeah, shaking it out. That's a, that's a great tip. Yeah. That works all the time, especially if I'm working with someone who, you know, doesn't have any sort of background in like dance or yoga or any sort of the like more fluid type body aware activities. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That one is a good trick. Um, and I do it a lot, not just for placement, but like if I have somebody, if, if I have somebody that I want them to maybe like twirl their their hair up in their fingers or you know I'm trying to get them to actually do something with their hands or maybe a bride holding a bouquet and they're still really stiff I still do it then too so anytime I start to feel that kind of tension in the hands I just have them shake it out and put it back and it it always almost always works really well so in in general when you're doing this do you do you specifically try and keep the hand in this in certain spot or is this more just for the sake of illustrating where the pose is because in general when I shoot I'll, I'll have a rough idea like if I want a hand up by the face I'll say like put your hand up by your face and try things out like move things around and and mm-hmm. that usually will get me good things but at the same time it's not it's not that specific okay I want a hand right here um, so in this instance are you specifically looking for that hand on pocket for this kind of hose or is it just I want your hand in that area and feeling comfortable and natural it's usually comfortable and natural. Okay. This pose, this really basic pose that I'm, you know, talking about right now for yeah. this purpose is more specific. Put your hand there because this is the Accentuating building the this curves. pose. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Building this pose is the the ideal example of how everything on the body should be built. Okay. And that's it's not the ideal pose for for every situation. To photograph. Yeah. yeah. It's just the ideal post for learning to be able to kind of analyze it. So for this, yes, placing it there is good. But if I'm actually photographing someone, I'm probably going to do something different. Okay, cool. I, I, I know that you had already said that this is not the pose that you need to use every time, but I'm glad that <laughs> yeah. we restated that because I'm, I'm thinking, okay, well, like I, I feel like I'm going to get really stiff if I'm really focused on this. So just for the sake right. of study, this this makes a lot of sense. I get it. Yeah. And I, you know, I have used this, this very exact same pose, you know, a few times, especially if I'm working with someone who isn't really comfortable with posing, I'll start out with this and shoot, do a couple of shots with this and then do what I call flow posing. So from here, you can just make minor adjustments, take a couple shots, do another minor adjustment, take a couple shots. And then you end up with a series of like 10 different poses with just very minor adjustments in between. Um, And that's really helpful as well very cool so excellent base yeah everything that i'm picturing in my mind now i'm like okay i I feel like i've seen this pose before i know roughly what you're talking about so knowing that that's just a good starting point uh, i'm gonna start doing this now (laughs) good i'm glad (laughs) okay um one more thing for this pose so Pay attention to the hands. I can't say that enough. Pay attention to the freaking hands. But one thing, another thing you should also pay attention to is kind of the neck and chin area. And you guys have probably heard me say this a million times, but the last thing in this pose as you're working your way from the bottom up to the top is the chin and head and neck area. So you want to make sure that that area looks just as natural as the hands and the rest of the body, but you also want to make sure that it looks its best. 
So the thing that I do, it's the turtle movement. I always say <laughs> looks like a turtle. Just bring your chin down just slightly and out just slightly. And that really accentuates the jawline and the neck and really thins it out and gets rid of any sort of double chins that might be happening. You, the thing you need to watch out for, though, is just to make sure that they're not going overboard with the down and Stretching out thing. super yes, far. Yeah, exactly. Otherwise, it will look ridiculous. Um, so just remind them that it's just a tiny little bit. Do it with them to show them what it should look like. Even, you know, make sure you say this is going to feel a little uncomfortable. It doesn't probably feel very natural, but I promise you it looks really great in camera. So, you know, just encouraging them so that when they get in that position and they're like, okay, this does not feel comfortable at all. Yeah. At least they know that you realize that, but that you, you're doing it for a reason. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I also use the the term turtling and try and show that. And something that I've found um, over the past few months that is pretty helpful for this. Um, instead of trying to get them to do that, every time I've tried to tell a model or a just a subject to do the turtle, they end up going a little bit too far. And I, I spend some mm-hmm. time going there and trying to correct it and move them back and forth until they're finally in a comfortable looking, uncomfortable position. Uh, something that I found really helpful is if you have the person just sitting there in general, their shoulders won't be back because typically shoulders tend to sit a little bit further forward um, when people are comfortable and natural. So what I'll tell people to do is keep their head where it is or keep their chin where it is and then roll their shoulders back. And it gives kind of the same effect where your chin is Mm -hmm. being pulled forward, but instead of moving your head forward, it's like rolling the rest of the torso back. And, and it seems to just take a little bit less coaxing to look natural. Um, So that's one recommendation there that I have for everyone. That's such a good idea. I yeah. was just sitting here, as you are saying it, I was just sitting here like actually doing it. Yeah. And yeah. That yeah. Is, that's good. I'm going to have to try that one. And, and it's it's interesting because seriously, the movement is almost exactly the same as turtling. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously it's not going to work if somebody is already sitting with great posture with their shoulders back. Um, but in general, if somebody's comfortable and still you're directing them through the pose, doing that, just telling them to keep their chin where it is and roll their shoulders back. Um, I, I have to make less of a joke about it and then the people don't go like way too far and be like, this is really uncomfortable. Like, I don't know if I trust <laughs> <Right>? you. <laughs> yeah. You're so smart, Connor. Uh, sometimes. A lot of times I'm not so smart. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we're going to move into using certain things during a shoot to hide imperfections. But first, uh, I think Jim wants to come in and talk to you about something real quick. We want to take a second and thank the sponsor of this episode, which is ImprovePhotographyPlus.com. So we have a lot of new listeners to the podcast. Over the last few months, the podcast has really taken off in terms of listenership. And so if you haven't heard of ImprovePhotographyPlus.com, that's our subscription site where there's a two-week free trial and then it's $19.99 a month uh, that you can get pretty much all the stuff that Improved Photography does. I mean, we have hundreds of hours of courses on there, uh, of different courses on Photoshop and Lightroom and Flash and landscape photography and uh, product photography, commercial photography, uh, great courses for beginners and intermediate and advanced photographers alike. Uh, So if you hear us talking about courses and tutorials that Improved Photography Plus 
it's it's there. Uh, it's on Improved Photography Plus, as well as hundreds of Lightroom presets, sky replacements, you know, just raw files that you can use to replace um, the skies in your photos. Uh, plus, we get discounts on things like the Improved Photography Retreat. And also, I'm really working hard right now on the technology to make sure uh, if you're an Improved Photography Plus member, you'll get the premium subscription to the really good Photo Spots app included in there. Still working on the technology, but it's, it's looking promising promising that I'll be able to do that. So if you want to check out Improve Photography Plus, head on over to the website, improvephotographyplus.com and do your free free two-week trial today. Okay, guys, so getting back into some of the tips and tricks for posing women, we've talked already about focusing on the curves and pretty much bending every part of the body that you can to really get those curves. But now we want to talk about ways that you can hide some imperfections or hide some areas of the body that some women are not comfortable with. And one of those areas, probably the the biggest area would be the midsection, um, stomach area, all that kind of stuff. That is the area that I found most women are, or sorry, that I found women are most uncomfortable with. Um, yep. Some women own it and love it and more power to them. But for the most part, when I'm working with a woman, especially if I'm doing something like in boudoir where there is some skin showing, that is the area that most women tend to feel more more uncomfortable with. So how can we how can we help them with that? How can we hide what they perceive to be an imperfection? And one of the things that I like to use a lot is arms. Um, that's kind of one of the more obvious yeah. things to use because it's attached to their body and you know there's always <laughs> going to be some arms there for the most part. I guess Hopefully. maybe not always, but um, you you can use arms to hide that area. You just, like we talked about earlier, you just have to make sure that what you're doing with the arms makes sense. And you don't want to necessarily just have them cross their arms in front of them. That is a very kind of manly really strong masculine pose. So that's not what I'm talking about. But by doing little things, um, by crossing them in a more feminine way or a lighter way is really helpful. So a pose that I really like to do if I have a woman who wants to hide her stomach a little bit, and this is a seated pose, but I have them sit on the edge of their chair, do a high cross where they're crossing one leg over the other, and then just have one elbow rested on the the knee that's on top, the high crossed yeah. knee, and then take their other arm and kind of wrap it around their their midsection or around the arm that they're resting on their knee, and that creates a nice kind of feminine subtle blockage to the midsection. Yeah. Now, now something that I actually your crossing the arms thing reminded me of is something that I'll do with. Some frequency is if I have somebody standing, especially for for more of a business headshot um, style, having the arms crossed. um, Let me see if I can explain this. So in general, when people cross their arms naturally, one arm tucks in and kind of the hand touches the body where um, something that I found really helpful is if you kind of make somebody cross their arms the opposite way. So the wrong arm in front of their let me think. Okay, so my dominant hand is going <laughs> under my arm and tucking back up through. If you instead have the dominant arm placed on the elbow on the exterior, and instead of tucking the arm that wraps around the body, instead of t- 
tucking it in, placing it on top of the other arm. It's a little bit of a looser cross, and yes. it it's uh, it looks a lot better in photos. It's a lot less standoffish and more just a natural looking, comfortable pose. Even though it's not a way that people tend to cross their arms. So if you do that Absolutely. and have them kind of off axis, that's something that I found works really well. Mm -hmm. I like that one a lot too. And kind of a modified version of that, whether you're sitting or standing. So I'm kind of doing this right now as I, yeah. as I speak so that I, so that I can explain what I'm doing. So if, for example, if I take my right hand, right arm and bring it across my midsection and then take my left elbow and rest it in my right hand. So I, right now I kind of have like a 90 degree angle forming yeah. between my right arm and my left arm. And then my left hand, you. oh good, good. You can, <laughs> you can feel this pose with me, Connor. Your left hand then is just kind of hanging there. Yeah. So don't forget about it. It needs to be doing something. So if that left hand can then, you know, kind of twirl your hair. It can touch the side of your face really gently. The purpose of this is that you are hiding the midsection with your right hand because it's across your body but then you're also just doing something with your other hand. Instead of having them just both crossed there, you're adding a little bit more drama, a little you know, bit more of a dynamic pose with the arms there because you're giving that left hand something to do. So taking Connor's pose where they're, both of your arms are across your body for pose one, and then pose two, just take one of the hands up into your hair. That is an example of flow posing. That's two very different looks with just one motion man, um, and you can get two really good photos out of that shot that would take you 10 seconds i am totally sitting here and like posing it up and thinking about different <laughs> ways that you could move from here and i mean just mm -hmm. so with the right arm if you bring the shoulder up a little bit more and then have them at an angle that creates a little bit more of a an interesting dynamic that uh -huh. maybe not great for a professional but for many other things it would work well. uh this right. is fun <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so the best thing you can do, really, whether you're male or female, is stand in front of the mirror, get into one of these poses that we're talking about, and then figure out what would be a natural next step from there. So that that example of what I that I just gave, and then Connor said, and then angle a little bit, bring your chin up, get like a little sassy, cute little chin to, to shoulder yeah. type of thing. Like there's three really simple poses. So from there, if you're standing in the mirror, from there, what's, what's another natural pose that you can do? And that is a good, really perfect example of flow posing. And that's what you can do before a shoot to you know get yourself into the game and to figure out what exactly you're going to do and get a game plan set so that when you're shooting that person you're not you know freezing up and forgetting what you should do next and and don't have an idea of what you should do with posing Erica, I think the more that we talk about this, the more I realize that I just try and flow pose and sometimes I'm bad at it. But in general, yeah. I'm like, actually, this is kind of the way that I would work through a pose is I'll, I'll be somewhere and go, oh, that's a little bit stiff. So let's try this instead. So I, you know what, guys, I'm not terrible at posing. I just do flow You're posing. Not. <laughs> yeah. And flow posing is great. And it, you can do flow posing and screw one up really bad. And it's okay because with flow posing, you're shooting, you know, so quickly and yeah. so much that if one of those poses in there doesn't work, it's fine because you have five other ones that worked really well. So don't feel like you have to nail all of the poses within that flow pose section of your shoot. As long as you get a few 
that's really all you need. Um, just experiment with it and, and just keep moving and keep posing and, and you'll be fine. Yeah, totally. That It's interesting that you say that because um, whenever I work with professional models, that's something that they do. And, and there are totally times as a photographer where mm-hmm. I look at something and just go, oh, this is not working. But then I take <laughs> yeah. the shot and they move on. So I was like, uh-huh. okay, well, why am I holding myself to a standard where I feel like I need to know every good pose every time? And uh, yeah, I, I this has opened up my mind a lot so far. Yeah. And I'm glad you said that too, because models are really good at flow posing. They're taught flow posing. They're taught to like, you know, hold a pose. They hear yeah. a couple of shots, then they move to something that's, you know, just a slight movement. So if you really want to experiment with this idea of flow posing, hire a model or, you know, reach out to a model to work with you so that you can practice that because it is a really good way to become more comfortable with posing. Yeah, I, I think that a lot of the poses that I use now for my everyday people are 100%. They are things that I have gotten from shooting with professionals. And I just go, oh, I don't know why that would that one looked so good, but it looks great. And then I <laughs> sit there and I pull it apart and go, okay, this is how I could direct somebody into doing that. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's one recommendation that I have and will always give anybody that's interested in shooting people is even if you don't want to shoot uh, high fashion models that are whatever professionals um, it's worth hiring somebody once in a while or even just reaching out sometimes they'll work for free if you're just trying to build a relationship mm-hmm. with them trading and, and or whatever yeah trading your work and uh, oftentimes the really good models the really serious models are ones that they don't really care if you're the best photographer ever because they're just looking to make connections uh, because mm-hmm. they you know they want to meet as many photographers as possible and get in front of them and work with them and see how everybody else works it's a craft of its own so um, yeah doing that is great for figuring out things different poses and just the way that bodies lay and I I like the idea of being able to actually build a pose like what you're teaching here Erica but at the same time it's nice not really having an idea of how to build different poses and instead just being able to copy something that you've seen somebody you worked with do Yeah. yeah yeah for sure okay a couple other ways to hide imperfections um speaking more toward you as a photographer is to use your depth of field. So a lot of, a lot of the times if I'm working with a woman who maybe is a little heavier set and wants to hide her midsection, I'll get up a little bit higher than her yeah, and shoot, shoot down on her and use a really shallow depth of field so that her face and her eyes are really sharp. And then the rest of her body just falls off into delicious blur. Um, that really kind of slims things out and, and especially brings the viewer's eye to the sharp part of the photo, Yeah, you know, so that they're not paying so much attention to the rest of the body. So that's a really excellent way to hide those imperfections. And then another way to do that is to, is to use your light. So like we talked about before, more light is, is good for just kind of slimming and getting rid of wrinkles all that kind of stuff less light and more shadow is good for really accentuating wrinkles and lines and that kind of stuff so you can either use use a lot of light and really try to thin that out or you can use some really dramatic shadows and kind of curve some extra or carve some extra curves into the body by using those shadows very cool yeah that is probably a whole other show and it's in and of itself (laughs) very much so i I, i've been spending a lot of time recently playing with the use of shadows and changing the way that people look from 
hiding parts of it in shadow and that's that's a very in-depth topic on its own but especially the depth of field um getting up a little bit higher than the subject i i have always found that great not only because you help to um blur the rest of the body but also you're you're raising the person's chin up um which is you know a natural turtle effect that you're getting from people so that's that's just like a one two punch or whatever you would say for that Mm -hmm. two maybe a one two three because it also it requires them to kind of open their eyes more as they're looking up to you their eyes have to open up more so you can avoid you know any squintiness or any kind of lines that are coming out of the eyes when they're just at a normal level they're widening up their eyes and 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 making the eyes look bigger and brighter. The only thing you have to look out for then is to make sure that they're not like raising their eyebrows and causing a bunch of wrinkles in their forehead. So totally. just remind them to keep their eyebrows natural as they're doing that. Yeah, now, now Erica, one more thing. Do you do you ever tend to use props or um, the, the landscape if you're shooting outside, like hiding a person behind a tree slightly and looking around, mm-hmm. anything like that to, um, hide some of the body because I know that I've done that from time to time but I'm not the best at it yeah I yeah I do sometimes um something that I really like to do is use use chairs um you can have them kind of angled in toward the chair or even have the chair like kind of the back of the chair toward you so that they're the chair the back of the chair is in between the camera and the subject hiding part of the body part of the body Um, that's great yeah Mm-hmm. I do that a lot. So yeah, that's definitely something you can do. With brides especially, you can use the flowers, the bouquet to hide things. You can use the veil to hide things if they have a long veil. So it's definitely something to consider as well. That's that's awesome. Yeah, the great pieces of advice here. It was a lot of information. <laughs> yes. I feel like yes, we could talk is. about this for days. And I could just ask questions and it's like everything ends up being a little bit of a tangent and a little bit yeah. of a, okay, well, what about this particular situation? And I think that the whole idea here is to more um, figure out the basics and then work in those situations on your own. For sure. For sure. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for spending our 100th episode with us. It's been an awesome ride, and we're so excited to continue on with Portrait Session just in a little bit of a different manner. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, go ahead, Connor. I was going to say, to any new listeners, um, I hope this wasn't the worst thing in the world. I hope that even <laughs> if you don't shoot people, that this is something that gets you thinking about maybe maybe it would be fun to do some portrait sessions here and there. So yeah. welcome to all of our new listeners that we have now that we are a part of the Improved Photography Podcast. Exactly. All right, guys. Thanks so much. And we will talk to you in a few weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. Views expressed on this program by independent host guests and callers do not necessarily reflect their views of improved photography LLC or its advertisers. Some links mentioned on this program are affiliate links where a commission is earned.